Today's episode is all about packing, what you need, and more importantly, what you don't for your Ireland vacation. Hi, thanks so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today, I'm continuing the Planning Your Ireland Vacation series that began back in episode 124. So if you're a new listener, you might want to pop back to the beginning to get all the tips. Today's episode is what to pack for your Ireland vacation, and maybe a little more importantly, what you should leave at home. Before I begin, I just want to remind you that the My Ireland Vacation Planner and Journal includes a packing list and packing tips, as well as a trip countdown checklist to be sure that you don't forget anything. It also features sections for travel and itinerary planning, as well as a journal to keep all those great vacation memories. You can order your own planner and journal at irelandfamilyvacations.com backslash Ireland planner and use code podcast 10 to save 10%. All right, let's dig into your Ireland packing tips. Now, when it comes to packing for your Ireland vacation, it's very easy to pack way more than you need. Um, that old adage of lay out everything you think you need and then leave half at home completely stands true. Not only does it lighten your load, but when you're halfway through your vacation and you realize you have been lugging around a bunch of unnecessary items when you're trying to find space to pack your souvenirs, totally frustrating. So deciding what is necessary and what you can leave home can be difficult, but just a little bit of thought into it, as well as the tips I'm about to share, and you will be a packing pro in no time. Now, in the last podcast, I shared the clothes that you need for an Ireland vacation, and there were about 15 core pieces that really made up your wardrobe, and five of those were warm socks. So really, it's only about a dozen pieces of clothing that you need to take to pack for your Ireland vacation. So not as much as you may think, right? So your next step is to term, determine what you use daily, what you can't live without, and how to make it all fit in your luggage and maybe in your rental car, depending on how many suitcases you're taking and the, um, the size of car you get. And that's a mistake that we have actually made in the past, which is why Packing is kind of one of those things that I really focus on now. So the first thing that you want to think about is toiletries. Um, large bottles of hair products, cleansers, creams, they take up so much space in your luggage and they're really, really heavy. So whenever possible, you want to downsize your products into refillable bottles or purchase travel size items, um, especially like hair products and things like that. If you use salon quality products, your hairstylist can often get those products for you in smaller sizes. If not, refillable bottles are available almost everywhere uh, and super handy to use. So downsize everything that you can. If you're checking a suitcase, you want to pack only the necessities into your carry-on bags, remembering that all liquids must fit into a single quart size clear bag. And if you're packing items in your checked luggage, put anything that could cause a mess into a sealed or leak-proof toiletry case, just in case a change of air pressure 
causes them to you know, explode and make a mess. Because the last thing you want to do is open a suitcase and have shampoo all over everything. <laughs> Next, you want to think about the medications that you might need to take. Essential medications should never, ever be put into check baggage. If a medication is uh, prescribed by your doctor, you want to keep it in the original packaging with both the traveler's and the doctor's name on the label and make sure that you're bringing enough medicine to last for your entire stay in Ireland. You may also want to bring a letter or prescription from your doctor just in case you need to consult a pharmacist during your trip. It's just very helpful that, for them to have the information that they need at hand. Now, if you take an over-the-counter medication daily, you might want to bring those with you, but many can be found in Ireland under a different name. Most towns and villages do have a pharmacy with a very helpful staff that can offer advice or help you choose um, a, the correct product. Um, like I said, a lot of things are under a brand name or in Ireland they use um, a more technical term for them. Now, if you do have sleep apnea, your CPAP machine can be carried onto your flight and they do not count as an additional item, but you want to be sure to check with your airline to confirm that the machine you use is allowed to fly. Now, for those of you who wear makeup, I really recommend simplifying your makeup routine for your trip. You're not going to do a full face of makeup every day. Um, the weather will see to like, you know, one day of rain or wind or just being out and, and you'll be like, that was a waste of my time. <laughs> um, so what I use daily when I'm in Ireland is a tinted moisturizer, a mascara and a lip color. Now I do bring a few more things just in case I have a nice dinner planned or something like that, but pare it down to just the essentials. Um, you know, maybe one neutral eyeshadow palette, um, you know, a couple of lipstick, but there's really no need to bring your full makeup kit. You're just not going to use it all. Jewelry is much the same way. Bring a few simple pieces that can be worn both casually and dressed up. Don't bring large, flashy, expensive jewelry. Um, you just don't want to draw that kind of attention. And if you're out and about, you don't want to lose it. And remember to never, ever put jewelry into your checked bag. Always keep it with you in your carry-on. So our electronics are something that very few of us can live without anymore, right? I, me, I'm guilty. Um, but before you pack all of your gadgets, think about what you will really use and what you might be taking that's just going to weigh you down. Then I want you to consider the electricity in Ireland. So for a quick overview, we're going to talk electrical adapters and converters for a minute. So an adapter changes the outlet configuration so your power plug fits into the wall socket of the country you're visiting, in this case, Ireland. A converter changes the electricity so you can use your non-dual voltage electronics in a foreign country, okay? So um, an electric adapter is, is usually uh, small, re really relatively small, can hold it in your hand. A converter is a bit larger, a bit more bulky, uh, usually uh, two or three pieces, depending on the type of converter you get. 
Now, all Ireland plugs are type G, as in GOAT. Uh, it's the same as the UK, and they have a standard voltage of 230 volts. So any dual voltage electronics you bring to Ireland will require an adapter. Your dual voltage electronics will say that they are dual voltage um, either on a tag or on the product itself. So be sure to check that. Now, I personally recommend an adapter with multiple outlets that include uh, standard outlets, USB outlets, and USB-C outlets for charging. And as always in the show notes, there are links to products that I personally use and recommend. Now, if your products are your electronics are not dual voltage, you will have to buy or invest in a converter. Like I said earlier, they're bulkier than adapters. They usually have multiple pieces. And you don't want to confuse an adapter with a converter because if you put if you plug in a non-dual voltage electronic into just an adapter and into the Irish um, electrical system, it will melt it almost immediately. <laughs> the smell of burnt plastic is not one you want to experience. Um, if you do opt to purchase a converter, make sure it's equipped for the country you are traveling to, as well as being compatible with the electronic you plan to use it with. I will say that um, one, one mistake that people make, and I'm gonna cover this actually in a couple minutes as well, but many converters will not work with hair dryers. Um, you'll blow them both out. So make sure that the converter works with the electronic as well as compatibility with the country you are traveling to, in this case, Ireland. All right, let's dig into those electronics that you might want to take. Computers. Evaluate really how much you will need and use it. Unless you're working remotely, you might be able to get by with, without it for the duration of your vacation. If you do bring your computer, don't forget your charging cord. It will be very, very hard to find one for your computer in Ireland. Also, consider using cloud storage instead of bringing an external drive or purchase a small thumb drive. I have one that it's just a regular thumb drive. It has a USB and a USB-C um, end to it. So it has two ends and it's a terabyte of storage. So it's massive. And I can use that with my phone, with my camera, um, and then I can plug it into practically anything. So really think about if you need your computer and how you might be able to get by without it. Now, cameras. If you enjoy taking photos with more than the camera on your phone, um, don't bring your entire lens kit. There, unless you're a professional photographer and you're planning to do a lot of different photography, I find that only a couple of lenses handle most photos. I have a landscape lens and then I have, it's not a super zoom lens, but it's, it's a lens with a good amount of zoom, but it also works really, really well for taking portraits. So really evaluate the lenses that you, you want to take and what you need to take. Um, if you have a GoPro and you would like to travel with that, it comes in super handy as a dash cam, but really consider the amount of accessories that you're going to take with you to go with that. You're probably not going to need every single accessory that, come, that you have for your GoPro for um, a dozen different activities. 
Uh, drones, leave it at home unless you're a professional photographer. Number one, they're just bulky. Um, you know, they they take almost their own suitcase. But also they're they're restricted in a lot of places. You do have to get special permission to do uh, to fly a drone in a lot of places in Ireland. And also, if you're flying it on the coast and you're not really, I, I mean, just a really, really good drone flyer or your drone doesn't have enough weight, you're going to lose it because those coastal winds can be really, really strong. Um, even a calm day has has some of those winds. If you're getting too close to the cliffs, it's just going to crush your drone right against them. When you're thinking about your camera and those kind of things, don't forget your charging cords, your batteries and SD cards. Now, obviously, SD cards you are going to be able to pick up in Ireland, but bring everything um, to make sure that those are running and have storage. And just a reminder, spare lithium batteries must be packed in your carry-on bag. They are not allowed in checked luggage. So make sure that any uh, lithium batteries are always in your carry-on. All right, now we're down to hairstyling tools. And I'm just going to say that if you're used to styling your hair daily, if you're flat ironing it, if you're blow drying it, if you're curling it, you're just, you're not going to do that. You might do it the first day and you're going to realize that unless you're in the city, um, it really was wasted effort because there's winds, there's humidity, there's rain, there's you know, you're you're out, you're about, you're exploring. Um, when I'm in Ireland, I I do my hair in ponytails. I put on a hat. I just I don't style my hair. Um, I might do a little bit when I get back if I'm going out to dinner, but usually I'm still just slicking it back and um, tying it up in some way, shape, or form. So you're just not going to style your hair as often as you think. If you do bring a curling or straightening iron. Make sure that it's a dual voltage appliance. You're going to look for a tag on it that shows 110, 120 volt to 220 to 240 volt, or it says dual voltage. You do not want to pack your hairdryer for your Ireland vacation. Um, they take up a lot of space. Most accommodations are going to have them available for your use. And as I said earlier, so many converters don't even work with a hairdryer. So you could buy a converter, you could bring your hairdryer, and you'd probably end up not even returning with either of those just because it they aren't going to work. So just leave your hairdryer at home. Um, use the ones that are provided for you or just purchase one when you get there. Go to a, a Tesco or another shop like that and just pick up a relatively inexpensive blow dryer if you really, really need to have one with you. All right, leaving the electronics behind, Kind of. We're moving on to books. Now, I love to read, love to read, but books are really, really heavy. Um, you know, lugging them through an airport so you have something to read, just, I don't know. I mean, I, I love a book, <laughs> but I actually, um, I'm a voracious reader. I use a Kindle when I travel. Um, if you don't have a Kindle, the Kindle app for your smartphone or tablet is absolutely free and you can load everything on there. Now, if you've been, you know, just checking all the guidebooks and you know, you know, you have notes in your guidebooks, snap a picture of the information you want, put it in a digital folder on your phone for reference 
or get the digital copy of that guidebook. But just the the days of taking half a dozen guidebooks with you, um, it just it really weighs you down. You're not going to use it as much as you think you will. So just like I said, snap a picture, have it in a digital folder, and you can still reference it super easy. No need to bring the book. Now let's talk a little bit about money. In a future episode, I'm going to be talking about how and when to get euros. Um, and I'm also going to be talking about using your credit card in Ireland. Credit cards are accepted very, very widely. There isn't a reason to bring a lot of cash with you to Ireland. So that said, if you travel to Ireland with 10,000 euro or more in cash, you do have to declare it on arrival in Ireland. And just so you're aware, if, if you declare it and uh, the customs official believes that it is gained in a nefarious way, they can take it. <laughs> so just don't, just don't take that much money to Ireland with you. Um, and it just shouldn't even have to be said, but you read cases every, every year or so, don't put cash in your checked bag. Always have your cash with you in your carry-on or your personal item. Okay, so now that we've gone through all those things that you need or don't need and kind of how to determine um, whether or not they're going with you, I'm gonna just give you a few tips for packing for your trip to Ireland. No matter if you travel carry-on or if you're checking a bag, you really want to think about the organization. It's really the key when you're packing your suitcase to make sure that you're getting in everything that you need but and, and making it fit, right? And again, you don't wanna take excess stuff that you don't need. When choosing luggage for your vacation, I advise to plan to travel carry-on only. And then if you can't make that work, which I totally understand, <laughs> when my family travels um, all together, we never ever can make it in just a carry-on. But if you can't make the carry-on work and you're checking a bag, I still recommend packing at least one outfit an extra pair of shoes, and any necessary toiletries in your carry-on, just in case your bag doesn't make it to the airport when you do. If you're traveling with a family um, and you're checking a bag or two, I recommend putting a few outfits for each person of the family in each bag. That way it's not, you know, my clothes aren't only in one bag and my daughter's clothes aren't only in another bag, so that if one bag shows up and another one doesn't, everybody still has a few more outfits to wear. Um, it's just, you know, just a smart way to pack and always make sure that everybody has their own carry-on so they have at least one complete outfit with them. I do recommend taking as few bags as possible. Um, our family of four usually packs one personal bag and one carry-on per person. And then if we do need extra space, we pack one large checked bag that we all use. Now, if there's a case where, uh, like last year, or earlier this year, I guess, um, my youngest daughter and I stayed in Ireland to lead a tour and my husband and my other daughter came home, we did have two checked bags just because we were splitting up. But really just try to take as few bags as possible. Not only is that just going to lighten your load as you travel through Ireland, it just 
you're going to find, like I said earlier, you probably don't need as much as you think you do. Now, the type of luggage you buy is very much a personal preference. I like a hard-sided bag to check and soft-sided for carry-on because if it's soft, you can squish it maybe in a little more places. Um, when I'm checking a bag, I really prefer an item that does not have a zipper. They're hard to find, but gosh, if you can find a bag to check that has um, solid, like a solid metal edge and no zipper and then the built-in luggage locks, I love those. Those are my absolute favorite um, because I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you can pop a zipper with a pen and, and people can get in your luggage. So uh, one more thing to worry about, right? But anyway, I, that's what I prefer. Again, luggage is completely a personal preference. That said, you want to make sure that you have locks on your luggage, whether it's built in or attached, make sure your luggage is locked with a TSA approved lock. TSA approved locks, um, the T, they have like a master key that the TSA has to access your luggage if they scan it and they deem that they have to check it. I've had luggage checked uh, multiple times. They slip in a little note that says, hey, we checked your luggage. Um, if they cannot get into your luggage with a TSA approved lock, if it's locked another way, they will either cut the lock or they will hold the luggage until you can open it for them. And if you don't hear them paging you to come to luggage, your bag will never make it and, and you'll be stuck with that one. So locking your luggage always, but make sure it's a TSA approved lock. So there you have it. That's how to pack for your Ireland vacation. I hope this podcast is really helpful for you as you think about what you need to pack for your Ireland vacation. And if you were wondering what you really needed or if you could leave it behind. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, you can leave a review at the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page, or if you're listening to this podcast on your mobile device, just go ahead and snap a screenshot, put it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Ireland Family Vacations with a few kind words. If you have questions or comments, you can always email me, Jody, J-O-D-Y, at irelandfamilyvacations.com, and I will get right back to you. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, Slangafol.